Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Aron. And I'm Nicole. And today we're talking diet mindset versus weight loss mindset. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 86 of the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast. Today is a follow-up from Nicole's Instagram. And if you don't know Nicole's IG, it's at Boss Blasi, B-L-A-S-I. And Nicole, talk to us about this post that you put together this week and why you put it together. So this post I put together, I've been thinking a lot about this for the past couple of weeks, just based off of some conversations that I've been having with clients. And I had a specific conversation with a group of my clients that was all about mindset. We were talking about positive mindset versus negative mindset and kind of how that all correlates to the way we approach our food. And so I always try and separate mindset structure into two pieces. One is kind of what you used to think about food and then what you want to think about in terms of the future of how you see food and your workouts and all that type of stuff. So past mindset versus future mindset. And so in one of the conversations, someone said, I'm so used to having this diet or mindset, like these thoughts that have gone through that I have learned and have been conditioned since I was a kid. And I want to change that into more of this, the type of things that we talk about on our calls, that's more of like a weight loss mindset. And I feel like if I can conquer that, or get control of that, then I can change the way I see the structure of my meals per day, my calories, macros, my workouts, and approaching those behavior changes. And I thought that was an extremely powerful situation or statement, simply because we talk about changing mindset, but we never really talk about what we used to think versus what we want to think moving forward. And we taught, we had a whole hour long conversation about it. And so what we did was we went through all the things that we used to think about in terms of what a diet or mindset used to be. And then we started talking about what we wanted the future mindset to look like. And so the post was basically about that. So this is interesting because I, I, I found this recently and I found this all throughout my career. So I think it's a good conversation for us to have. And I think it's an important one too, because mindset is, I mean, let's be real. Mindset is everything when it comes to your success. And oftentimes we go into this in, in terms of fat loss mm -hmm. and we're looking at it like, I want it quicker. I want it now. I need to get it now. And that mentality is what got people in that yo-yo of up and down, up and down, or just not losing weight at all. Yeah. And I think it's really important to emphasize that the mindset shift is number one when it comes to your health, your fitness journey, when you want to get in shape or you want to be healthier, whether it be, you know, looking at different lab values and you want those to improve or a physique change, or mm -hmm. I just want, I just want to feel better. Those things are, you have to look at the big picture and think of it from a, from a long-term standpoint. And right. I think oftentimes it's, it's, it's like that saying, Nicole, where it's like your insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And yeah. 
you know, oftentimes it's there is a mental barrier sometimes with clients. And Nicole, in your case, mm-hmm. it's a, a really good situation when a client comes up to you and says, hey, like I want to look at my mindset and how it's been and figure out how to change that, because that's the realization that we want all clients to have, mm-hmm. because once you have that realization, then you know you're on the right track, right? You're thinking yeah. the right way and you're thinking long term and you're thinking, OK, well, how do I do this right this time? Yeah. And part of the conversation that this group of clients and I had was kind of the thought of she was like, a lot of my clients are always like, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I lose weight? This was one of the big pieces that led to this conversation because someone in the group was like, I feel like I watch all these other people lose weight. Everybody's just dropping weight, dropping weight, dropping weight. And I still can't figure it out. And I thought that was you know, these are always really powerful statements. And I was like, well, what do you think you can't figure out? And she's like, I don't know. They do it and I can't. Why can't I do it? What's wrong with me? And so the what's wrong with you part, that's how we started kind of morphing into, well, maybe it's more about how you think about and how you're approaching it versus the actual day-to-day behaviors. Some of the statements, and I wrote this in the post, that a dieter mentality or mindset, you you show up. Let's get into that because now now we're on the on the course of kind of getting into like some of the things that you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And we have kind of, uh, you know, we kind of put together some of the important things and some of the differences between the dieters mindset and the weight loss mindset. So let's Mm -hmm. get into that and dive into, I think the first one is uh, food choice and thinking about the types of food that you're eating and transitioning your mindset around the types of food that you're eating, what you can have, what you can't have, right? And, and creating that dialogue. So Nicole, let's start there. Yeah. So basically things like, so the sentences that we kind of listed out or, or the um, thought process that we listed out are mindset structures that, that will sound something like this. I can't have whatever, insert whatever type of food. I can't have dessert. I can't have alcohol. I can't have any foods that I actually like because if I have them, One, they won't get me to my goal. Two, I'm going to have too much of them and I'll overeat. So therefore I'll go over my calories. And so there becomes this fear around having things that you actually enjoy and that are satisfying because there's a fear of losing control. Yeah. And Nicole, since we bring up kind of eating out too, I also want to talk about some of the diet mindset strategies that people kind of put in place for themselves that are very restrictive. For example, if you have somebody who let's say I'm not going to eat all day because I'm going to go out tonight Mm -hmm. or I'm not going to go out at all because I can't I can't find a way to be successful in a social situation. And that is the thought of you're thinking of it as a diet and it's a diet mindset. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't eat these Mm -hmm. foods. These are restricted. I have to have low carb is a huge one. When I when I first go into a consultation with a client, what are you doing right now to reach your goal? Well, I'm doing low carb. Okay. Are you tracking your calories? Well, no, I'm just, I just cut out all carbs. Right. And I'm like, well, like that, that you've tried that before and it hasn't worked for you in the past. You've admitted that to me. Yeah. And you're still thinking with the mindset of, well, if I cut out a whole food group and this is really where, it, where it yeah. comes in is I'm going to cut out fat or I'm going to cut out carbs or I'm going to go on the all potato diet. <laughs> or I'm going to go paleo or I'm going to go, which I mean, paleo has got its pros to it. I don't I'm not going to shit on it, but you go on carnivore, you go on keto, you you do all of these things that are restricting certain foods. And you also have to think about 
well, how are you going to have energy for your workouts if you're not having carbohydrates? Yeah. Right? There are also part of that also is the restriction piece. It's not even the type of diet they choose. You could go intermittent fasting, keto, whatever you want to list. The goal is, or the idea behind that mindset is that they have to go extreme. They cannot have insert whatever you want in there. And they feel like because they approach losing weight or body fat, whatever you want to categorize that as, as something they can't do, they have to go to this extreme place for it to go there because for them, they are, there's something wrong with them and they can't do it. So they have to go to the next, next level of restriction for it to happen, which we all know makes it even harder. Yeah. It gives you more obstacles. Nicole, you're right about the fact that I can't achieve it any other way. There's no way to do it. I I can't do it eating up normally like a normal human being. Right. So let's talk about the flip side of that and the weight loss mindset and how to kind of flip that dialogue. And first and foremost, what I'll say is that I'm a huge fan of flexible dieting. And if there was anything that I proved in the Instagram post that that we did on the fruit loss challenge, it was, it was just that like, you can eat as much fruit as you want. I can eat a ton of carbohydrates and still lose weight. What's going to matter is the parameters that I set for myself. I need to get adequate protein. I need to make sure I'm in a calorie deficit. And when I'm focusing on my deficit, I need to focus on daily, weekly, and monthly deficits. For example, I, I have situations with clients where I say, okay, well, you like to go out and drink on the weekend and you like to enjoy yourself and eat certain foods on the weekend. That's fine. Let's track those foods and we'll create a slightly bigger deficit during the week to allow you the freedom and the flexibility to go out with your friends and have some drinks as long as you're tracking it. And then you're, you're looking at that weekly deficit. That's really what's going to matter. So be flexible. This is an example of being flexible within the parameters that you set for yourself. Those parameters are there and they're individualized. They're not parameters that it's one size fits all. Everybody's got to eat this way. It's what does your life look like and how do you fit and structure your nutrition and your exercise around your life to allow yourself the flexibility so that you can still have fun. Yeah. Well, you just tapped on one thing I just want to go back to in terms of the dieter mindset, which is the fear of journaling things. If you write it down and you see that you go over this, oh my God, I'm such a failure. And this is another another barrier that comes up with the dieter mindset is if you don't look at what you're eating and you really are afraid to face the music, so to speak, you never learn what actually could fit that you could keep that you can continue to enjoy life and feel satisfied in your meals, get the nutrient density that you need to be able to be in a calorie deficit and still feel full. And so they run away from it. And that's a, that was a big part of our conversation on my client call, group call, was they were like, if I see, I'm afraid to look, if I see what I'm doing and I see, quote unquote, the damage I'm doing, which is another diet, diet or mentality, these words that come up. I'm doing damage to my metabolism and damage to my body. And I'm like, you're not damaging anything. Calm down. Like you had alcohol. Your body's not, you're not that fragile. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, calm down. But if you face, face it, like put it in, look at it. Okay. What could you have done better? And we've talked about this on the podcast many times before is, you know, how to be successful in fat loss and weight loss is that you have to really look, you have to be honest with yourself. Well, you have to keep track of what you're doing. You have to learn portion sizes. 
And I will say that doing that stuff makes it easier to be more flexible down the road. So exactly the more work you put in up front, the easier it's going to be on the tail end to just look at a serving when you're eating out and decide, okay, well, how would I restructure or structure a meal when I'm eating Mm -hmm. out to still fit within my parameters? Yeah. Now, Nicole, the next thing, the next piece in terms of mindset is mindset around time and timing. Yep. And I think there's there's kind of a vicious cycle with people in terms of like start, stop, start, stop. So, Nicole, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the things that comes up a lot and this just this isn't even in my groups, this is in my privates, too, is I'm going to start on Monday, the, the, the start time. And, and then they do, frat, they do four days of being in a calorie deficit. They weigh in on Friday. Nothing's changed. This doesn't work. I'm over it. They, eat, they go off the rails on the weekend. And guess what? They start again on Monday. And they never give it more time than a week or two. And sometimes it takes even a month for you to clean up your food quality and learn about what works and what doesn't and practice. They never give themselves the time to actually get to a place where they see change. The other one, the second one is the shiny new penny. They wait, start wait. on I want to, I want to, I want to touch up on what you just said. Okay. The, the, I'm not losing weight in that first week. And it really depends who you are, where you're coming from, where your starting point is. Do you need to reverse diet? Do you need to build some strength and muscle in order to optimize the environment and create an environment where you can adequately lose weight? Because You've done a bunch of cardio. You've increased mitochondrial density. You've done resistance training. You've increased your basal metabolism. You've fed your body because maybe you were in, uh, you were restricting for too long and you just need to go up in calories. And maybe you're, maybe you'll lose weight when you reverse diet and maybe you won't, but this is all part of your process. And I think that you need to appreciate the amount of time that goes into it, because I'll tell you from a weight loss or fat loss mindset, When you start to look at it as this is going to be a lengthy process, but I'm going to have gratitude. I'm going to be very grateful for the process when I'm done, because without that process, it's not even going to be worth me getting there. When you start thinking about that and all of the time and commitment that you put into it, that's when you're free from this dieter's mindset where you're really thinking, oh, well, like I need to lose weight every single week on a consistent basis and I don't want to worry about anything else right? You need to allow yourself the time and you have to appreciate the amount of time that it takes. Yeah, absolutely. And that it's a practice. We talk about it all the time. Like even if you, it's not even if they don't lose weight. I mean, I have clients that lose 0.5 pounds in a week and it's not enough. So that's the other piece to time. It may not be any, but then when they do lose it, it's not enough. So, you know, patience, 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 time, patience, and consistency. Mm-hmm. which uh, I don't remember which episode that was, but look back for it somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in there. So, yeah, I mean, listen, the what you have to think about is it kind of never ends and it go and it's it, that's where it becomes a lifestyle. And the things that you do put time frames on from a, a weight loss mentality or just from an overall like your fitness journey is you little you kind of put times on or time limits on my training phases, right? What am I going to do in my mm-hmm. training phases? Or I'm going to do a mini cut. So I'm going to do a 30 day lower calories Then I'm going to bring my calories back up for two months or, you know, whatever I'm going to do and, and, and how I'm going to kind of strategize my cycles of my workouts, my goals in terms of my workouts. You cannot just be 
in the mindset of fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. I constantly see people that they obsess over that. And then when they lose the fat, it's hard for them to get in the mindset of like, all right, like I've lost fat. Now I need to eat more calories to build more muscle, to be in better shape, to live longer, to be healthier, to do all of these things. It's important to like when you if you have a fat loss goal and you've reached that fat loss goal, like, all right, what's the next step? It's not like, okay, I've reached this and now I'm just going to stay in a deficit. I've seen this over and over again. And this is where people it's the the lose the same 10 pounds crew. It's not even that. It's like when you get there, now you're afraid you have like a mental barrier that is preventing you from moving forward with your Mm -hmm. fitness. You can't just lose that weight and then just say, okay, I want to be skinny. Like you need to be metabolically efficient to keep that off. You just end up being skinny fat when you do that. Yep. The second one is the shiny new penny. The shiny new penny is Susan and I start keto on Monday. And by Friday, I feel like that doesn't work for me anymore. So I stop and go off the rails on the weekend. And then on Monday, my friend Katie starts intermittent fasting with me. And that didn't work. And then by the next Monday, Darone and I are doing the cookie diet. Every week, it's a different strategy. Listen, That's the dieter mindset. You put me on a cookie diet, I'm on board. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but but I will say, happened. I will say the flexibility. I allow myself cookies in my within the parameters that I set for myself. And yes, Nicole, you're right. The bouncing from one diet to the next, it's not the diet that works. It's the deficit that works. I cannot stress this enough. Yeah. It's the calorie deficit, focusing on protein so that you can maintain muscle. It's really the most important thing. And then splitting up your carbs and fat and eating within those parameters of the calories that you set for yourself. It's not magic. No diet is going to work more than the other. And we've seen this time and time again, all these different macronutrient distributions, intermittent fasting versus just calorie deficits. You are going to lose weight by being consistently in a calorie deficit. And if you're not losing weight, it's likely that one of two things is happening. Either one, you've been, like I said, restricting yourself for too long and you need to reverse diet because your uh, resting metabolic rate has decreased slightly, not very much, but it's made it harder for you to lose weight. Or the other scenario is you might not be in a calorie deficit or you might not be tracking appropriately. So you don't know whether or not you are actually in a calorie deficit. The mindset behind the, the jumping from place to place is that, again, it goes back to that authentic grounding of there's something wrong with me. So if this diet doesn't work, well, then this month, this one will. And if this doesn't work, this will. And if this doesn't work, this will. And so they never, again, it's in terms of commitment, there's no consistency in staying in one place for a minute, <laughs> staying in one place for a minute and actually seeing yeah. if it needs a little more time. Just give me 30 days here. Let's start there and then see how how we do. Yeah, I always say, well, this particular group of women, it's funny because a lot of them are have been chronic dieters. And obviously, this is why I came up in conversation. And I'm like, if you've been doing this, they all came to me and said, I've been doing everything right, Nicole. This is my group. I've been doing everything right. I said, okay. well, what have you been doing? Well, you know, I I've tried this and I've tried this. I said, are you walking every day? Well, sometimes are you are you lifting three, four times a week? Uh, one or two. I said, okay. And are you writing your food down or tracking in some way? Do you know how much protein you're getting? Well, no, not really. I said, okay, so let's be honest. You really aren't doing everything. You're actually doing nothing, but jumping from plan to plan and kind of sorters to kind of sorters. And my goal here is to help you figure out a way 
to, to get the structure down, stick to it, even when it's hard and uncomfortable and actually get to where you need to get to. And the funny thing about it is this particular group, um, we're already down. Like every client in the group is probably down maybe 10, 15 pounds. So they're already losing weight just on some of the basic foundational components to behavior change. Some lifestyle the, changes. Yeah. but the And so they're doing that. None of them are cutting anything out. And they're so, the conversation got so kind of fired up because they're all like the realization that they have been quote unquote wasting all this time doing these type of diet or mindset flip-flops when they could have just been doing the things that we've been doing for the past three or four months and they would have already lost the weight three or four years ago and that's how the conversation got started they're like why didn't we realize this what took us so long i want to touch up on the point that you just brought up that you said they're, they're not taking things they're not focused on taking things out yeah and that goes back to the food choice mindset, because yeah. that that's an important piece that I tell my clients often. And this is what I'm going to tell anybody listening to this podcast is start thinking in terms of what you're adding to your diet, not what you're taking out. And I'll give you right. kind of kind of some of the reasons why we take this approach. First and foremost, when you tell somebody they can't have something and they need to cut it out of their diet, this is what drives me nuts about some of these books that people will put out that will say, well, you can't eat for I'll give like lectins, for example, you can't eat anything that has lectins or you can't eat nightshades or you can't eat carbohydrates or you can't eat this restrictive mindset gets you to want that food even more. I can't tell you how many times people have been like, I've done low carb diets, but I love eating carbohydrates. And I'm like, cool, then eat carbs and focus on the amount and focus on right. You know how you're structuring that into your day and what type mm -hmm. of carbs you're having it, you know, so I take the approach of, hey, we're we're going to say, let's add things into your plan. Let's mm -hmm. add vegetables. Let's add fruits. Let's add protein. Let's add healthy fats. Yeah. All of that stuff is going to push out this stuff because you're not going to have room for the quote unquote bad stuff, which isn't even bad. It's just more calorically dense and less nutrient dense and right. probably not really going to fill you up and be satiating in the in the process. But all we do is we say, hey, here's a bunch of satiating options. I want you to eat more of those. And then by default, you're going to be eating less of other stuff, but I'm never going to tell you to eat less of anything. I'm just mm -hmm. going to watch it happen as yeah. the weeks progress. And I keep adding and adding and adding. Yeah. And the best part about doing it that way is that you're focusing. This is the whole difference between diet or mindset and fat loss or weight loss mindset is that it's a long-term game. So, you know, one of the examples that I'll bring up in, um, for this is, so I have a, within this particular group, we have clients that will not buy clothes that are fitting them appropriately at that time because they want to wait till they get to the 10 to 15 pounds lighter. So they'll hold on to clothes that don't fit them and not go out and not go out with their friends and you not do things because they don't have anything to wear. That's a big female thing. You know, well, I'm not going to go out until I get the clothes that I want to wear and fit into those or a size that and then you feels can't and then you can't right. live your life. No, you, can, you can't do anything. So first of all, that's no fun. Second of all, it restricts your expansion of being able to make different food choices. You know, we talk about primary foods and self-care is one of those primary foods. So if you're not fitting into clothes and feeling comfortable in your skin in the clothes that you're in right now, you can't even feel good enough to make the changes that you need and the decisions that you want for the foods that you're gonna choose to eat for the day because you're so busy beating yourself up because your jeans feel so tight 
and you have this negative mindset toward yourself, that's a diet or mindset. So that's kind of goes in line with, and I think Nicole will transition into that now that you brought that up, is the positive versus negative self-dialogue. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, I think that starts with, for, for the females that I work with, the clothes that you're fitting into, the punishment that we instill on ourselves when we make a mistake in a week and things kind of don't go the way we want, we want them to go in terms of the food choices that we make. And also feeling like everything that we're doing or not doing is good or bad. So this is kind of where we get into Nicole, like you said, like if your week wasn't perfect with your eating, quote unquote, perfect with your eating, which I don't even know that doesn't really exist in this universe in anything that we do. But if you kind of fell off track and ate something that wasn't in the parameters of what you ate, like you have to talk to yourself and realize that, hey, like this is a process. This is a journey. I'm still learning. I'm learning a lot about myself. There's a lot of self growth through this process and I'm not going to get it right on the first try. And that's okay as long as I'm catching it and I'm I'm having a realistic conversation with myself of, okay, well, what didn't I do and how could I do that better? How can I strategize exactly. that better, right? So exactly. like if I didn't eat healthy lunches all week, what could I have done in order to do that? Well, maybe I need to set aside time to prep or if I feel like I don't have the time to prep, which a lot of times I kind of call bullshit on that, but if I do feel like I'm, I'm kind of limited on time, like what can I put together? I had a conversation with somebody the other day about a baked apple and I was like, cool. How could you add a protein to that? Oh, cottage cheese. All right, great. You just made a meal. Exactly. Right. And it's, and it's like, all right, that's an easy go to that now. Okay. You haven't done it. You have to realize that these are habits first and foremost, like a habit is something that you've repetitively done over and over again. And it became a neural, like neurologically wired inside of your brain. Right. So when we're looking at a habit is what's it going to take? Well, I have to do this over and over again for it to just become second nature. And you haven't done it over and over again. So if you're in weeks one through eight of your plan, you're still learning that habit. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. And you're still not figuring, doing it. Yeah. And you're still figuring out even one through the three year mark. Like I still have clients that I've been working with for a long time that find themselves in situations continuously that is going to come up. And I say this all the time, a diet or mindset is if you don't do it the right way, then you're over like the week is shot. A weight loss or fat loss client mindset is these are the things that I can do better. How do I pivot, shift, change and do things differently to your point, learn, grow, make different changes, not be afraid, fearful or afraid of those mistakes and learn from them. That's the shift in per in mindset and perspective. So my clients still to this day, like I just had a client that traveled for the first time since all the COVID stuff. And she was like, I packed my food. I took stuff with me and, and then they lost my bag. <laughs> so all of her snacks and stuff that she had packed didn't get to where she was going to be. That's something that, you know, you don't always experience that on her business trip. So she was like, I pivot instead of panicking. And having the dieter mindset and thinking, okay, well, I don't have my food. Guess I'll just throw everything out the window and screw it. She found a grocery store, went and bought more, brought them back to her hotel and kept going. And those, those are the things you can, you have to really start to really get excited about the fact that if something like that happens, that it's not the end of the world. And even if she didn't buy more and she ordered room service or had to go downstairs to the restaurant, I have instilled together with her 
the best things that she can pick on the menu and being able to find a protein and a carbohydrate or a salad, you have to be able to pivot and shift. You can't get shook from things that throw you off track. Yeah. The other piece, Nicole, that I'm going to add is you really just have to treat it as a journey. I think oftentimes with the diet mindset, we think of just the destination and where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And we're, we don't think about, and I guess this goes back to the time, right? Yeah. Is, is that we're, we're not thinking like, Hey, this is part of my journey. It's part of my life's journey and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to pivot and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to grow because we're, we're talking about personal growth throughout the process. I think it's important to note that like you have to treat it like a journey. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest piece to the dieter mindset that is really the most detrimental of everything we're talking about, the big one is I can't do this. I'm not meant to lose weight. That's the big, I mean, if you think that right out the gate, you're, you're setting yourself up for epic. I don't think Nicole, that people think that right out of the gate. I just think that people think that because they give up because they're like, I've tried and tried and tried. Right. And, but to your point earlier, have you really tried? Have yeah. you tried it the right way? Um, but Nicole, back to the metrics piece. I think when we're talking about the scale, first and foremost, the weight loss mindset looks at not just the scale. It, you know, you, you're going to look at how do I feel? You're going to look at some biofeedback. How's my digestion? How's my energy? How are my workouts? Am I getting stronger? You're going to think about how do I look? Maybe take some before and after pictures. Maybe you'll take some measurements. Maybe if you have access to it, you'll check your body fat. And then you'll also use your weight as a metric. And I think it's important to differentiate between just looking at the scale and using other markers, especially biofeedback. Like you fucking feel better. There's nothing wrong with the needle not moving and you getting a good night's sleep and waking up refreshed. We need to start looking at that as progress and stop just thinking about the number. And that also goes back to the journey and that kind of whole process. The other thing you want to look at is from a diet mindset, if it doesn't budge or it doesn't budge as much as you thought it should have budged in terms of your weight you freak out and it's like, all right, well, this is clearly isn't working. What you have to do is you have to accept that progress is not linear in anything that you do. Your weight's going to go down, then it's going to go back up, then it's going to stay the same, then it's going to go back down, then it's go back, back down even further, then it might go up again. Like as long as over the course of weeks, months, and even years, you're moving and trending in the right direction, that's what matters most. Yeah, absolutely. And I think building a healthy relationship with food is the uh, opposite. The dieter mindset is I can't do this and I'm never going to lose weight. And the weight loss and the fat loss crew start by building a really strong relationship with food. They understand what it's used for, for fuel, for energy, for performance, for health. And they understand that the pillars of that protein, vegetables, water, you know, all the things that we've talked about many times on different episodes, when they find that foundational start, then all the other stuff just kind of falls into place. The diet or mindset sticks with, I've tried everything and I can't do this. And they never learn anything. And so they complete, they repeat, 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 and fall down and fall down. And then of course they get frustrated. I mean, anybody would, if you're trying to make change and you feel like nothing's you know, nothing's moving. So if you, you know, stick to the foundation piece 
of, you know, building that powerful relationship with food, then you learn so much about how you as the individual, which is another big thing that we talked about on our call, there's 14 women on this call and every single person is completely different. And not everybody has the same protein intake per day. Not everybody has the same steps per day. Not everybody has the same work schedule, sleep cycle. Like there's so many variables to the person. As Menstrual the cycle, all that stuff, <laughs> right? That too. Yes, of course. All right. So Nicole, let's move on to workouts. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about the mindset shift in terms of workouts. And this is where, and we just recently did this video on Instagram where we talked about burning calories yeah. and tracking the calories that you burn throughout your workout. Oftentimes the diet mindset will just focus on how many calories you burn throughout a workout. Yep. And that's it. That's the only use for exercise mm -hmm. is to fucking burn calories. It's not to get stronger. It's not to increase your bone density. It's not to build muscle, which is going to make you more metabolically active. It's not for performance outcomes, better cardiovascular and cardiorespiratory health. It's not for better lab work. It's just, it doesn't do any of this stuff. The only reason why you work out <laughs> is to burn calories, right? That's the backwards thought process when it comes to the diet mindset and workouts is you only look, it's tunnel vision. I'm doing this to burn calories. First and foremost, your watch has no idea, literally no clue how many calories you're burning. So stop focusing on that and continue to focus on Am I getting stronger? The high intensity training that I'm doing, I'm not doing consistently high intensity exercise because that's going to help me burn more calories. I'm doing high intensity exercise once a week, maybe twice at most. And I'm doing it for my heart and I'm doing it to be healthy and I'm doing it for better brain function because yeah. Nicole, not for nothing, the high intensity interval training I started doing when I started realizing that it enhanced my mood. And my brain function and my ability to focus and concentrate. I mean, listen, yeah. I've been diagnosed ADD my entire life. And I realized that through health and nutrition, and I think this is important to touch up on, is that through health and nutrition, doing more cardiovascular exercise, I found that that is going to have a way, as long as I'm consistent with that, it's going to have a way bigger impact mm -hmm. on my, my mood and my ability to concentrate than taking a, a pharmaceutical like Adderall or something mm -hmm. that's just going to artificially, I mean, it's a stimulant. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the, the outcomes that you get from exercise, they, they stem, they go way beyond yeah, just burning deeper. calories, right? Yeah. It's, it's so much deeper than that. It's your health. It's your, your mental health. It's your mood. It's your, your metabolic activity and your body being able to process energy, your body being able to efficiently build muscle and do all the things and just function the way it's supposed to be. So when you're combining the right workout plan with the right nutrition plan and you feel good, like that should trump everything over weight loss and fat loss. Like you are walking around being a human being that feels good and is yeah. loving life. That's yeah. the important piece. Well, I think one of the things that um, we talked about um, on our call when it came, when it comes to exercise that, and I think this is really interesting. I always get this question and this came up, what's better, the treadmill, the elliptical, the rower, the bike or jumping jacks. And I was like, in what context? And she, you know, this is, these are different clients. Well, I need to burn calories. And I said, well, 
all of them burn calories. So which one do you like? Which one could you do and really enjoy? She said, well, I don't know. I, I kind of just do it because I have to. That's a diet or mindset, right? I have to do it. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> I'm trying to find the best one to do to burn the most calories of those choices instead of I'm going to do a leg day today. So I'm going to do the elliptical and warm up my legs before I go and crush my leg. A warm up 10 minutes. And then afterwards, I'm going to do some sprints because I really want to work on my, you know, running efficiency or my speed yeah. or, or, or to your point, you really just enjoy it. Yeah. And I just really like walking. Listen, <laughs> I think, I think if there's one thing that I say that I, everybody should be doing, it's some form of resistance training, but I don't pick and choose what that looks like unless you're my client and we have specific goals and I'm going to educate yeah. you as to why we're doing things certain rep ranges, certain phases of your training. Like I, I will go step by step and we'll look at that. But outside of that, you need to do things that you enjoy. I have clients that use the Peloton and I'm like, all right, great. Like, I'm not going to sit here and shit on the Peloton. I'm going to say that's your, I have nothing. First of all, I have nothing wrong with the Peloton. Nicole, you have one. I love mine. And, so I'm, I can talk it up. <laughs> you know, you know, to me, I will, I would rather in the gym setting or at home, Mm -hmm. Like I would, I'd rather do a different piece of cardio equipment. Like my choice of cardio is when it's warm out bike rides in the summertime yeah. and I'll yeah. do them every day and I'll do, and then you because, snowboard because in I the winter and then I snowboard in the winter. Exactly. That's what I choose because those are the activities that I love doing. So when mm -hmm. it comes to exercise, listen, if you love CrossFit, then do CrossFit, just be safe about it. Yeah. Make sure you have an instructor that knows what the fuck they're doing. I will never sit here and say, oh, you like a group fitness class, like don't take that group fitness is garbage. Like you want to just do things that you love. You don't want to just force yourself. Oh, well, I'm on the treadmill because I like like to your point, because I have to be. Yeah, we have to get out of that mindset and we have to start doing things that we love. Well, a fat loss and weight loss client mindset around workouts is does it actually create the result that we're looking to achieve? That's one. Right. So to your point, if you're doing CrossFit and you want to do, be a physique competitor, might not match up. Maybe you'd have to alter your training a little bit. If you want to be a runner and you're doing the row machine, probably not the best cardio. <laughs> Maybe you can use that as a um, what do you call cross training method. But if you want to run, you got to learn to run. So it has to like match what the goal is, obviously. But the second piece to that is, do you really enjoy it? Now, we're not all going to love the things that we do. I hate push-ups. I'll always hate push-ups, but they're in every program I do. And I do them because I want my chest to be strong and I want to be able to have, I want to be able to do push-ups. So you have to do them in order to be able to be successful at them. So, but you do have to really want to show up for the workouts. And then the third piece is, is it easy to do? I have my Peloton in the morning because I work in a gym. Quite frankly, don't want to stay past my shift to do cardio. Love being able to wake up, get on the bike at 4.30 in the morning, crush my cardio, get in the shower, go to work. My cardio's done. I don't have to stay past my shift at the gym and do an extra like 30, 45 minutes of cardio. I can come home, eat, take a nap, and then go back and lift if I need to lift that day. But I don't want to have to do that at the gym. So it's easy for me. That's the whole reason why I'm doing it because it's accessible. It's right there. There's no roadblock. There's no barrier. There's no excuse if there's something that, you know, if it's like the gym on the way to work type of mindset, whatever's going to create the easiest, most positive experience for you to get it done, that's the way you want to insert that into your day. Yeah. So, Nicole, I think at the end of the day, we look at 
a diet mindset. I kind of look at it as a dieting mindset is one of deprivation and obsession with food choices and calories and negative self-dialogue and Mm -hmm. removing things and, and restricting yourself. And the weight loss mindset is one of food abundance and allowing yourself to eat the foods that help you to get where you're going and the foods that make you feel good within the parameters that you set for yourself. Now, I think what I'll say before we wrap up this episode is if you're listening to this podcast and something resonates with you and you think, man, I've really just been doing this over and over again and time and time again and nothing works. We are here to help you. Feel free to shoot us a DM at Eat Right Nutrition or click the link in our bio to fill out our consultation form. We'll give you a complimentary 30-minute consult with either myself or Nicole, and we can help you to break the cycle and change your mindset around food. And with that being said, if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars, write a review, share this with a friend, and you'll hear us next week.